Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Brought to you by MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked number one in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Learn more about MD Anderson at Making Cancer History. Dot com. Why a T-Mobile Sprint merger would be bad for the public, by Gigi Sohn. Earlier this week, FCC Chair Ajit Pai announced that he would soon be asking his fellow commissioners to approve the mergers of two of the four nationwide wireless carriers, T-Mobile and Sprint. After a year of deliberation including thousands of pages of legal and economic filings by proponents and opponents, and three congressional hearings, Pai has now decided that a handful of promises, made just days ago by the merging parties, puts this $26 billion transaction in the public interest. And it appears that at least two of his fellow commissioners agree with him. But these promises are speculative, unsubstantiated, and entirely unenforceable. For example, T-Mobile and Sprint commit to deploying a new 5G network that would cover 97% of Americans within three years of the closing of the deal and 99% of Americans within six years. They further promise that 85% of rural Americans will have access to those networks within three years, and 90% will be covered within six years. But nothing in T-Mobile's filings prove that they can meet these goals. And much like the broken promises of other big broadband, telephone, and cable providers, they are wildly optimistic. Given that at a minimum 8% of all Americans and nearly 25% of rural residents don't have either fixed or mobile broadband coverage today, these numbers appear to be nothing more than an enticement for the Trump FCC to declare a fake victory in the so-called race to 5G. Pi also points favorably to the company's vow not to raise prices on its services for three years after the merger is consummated. But the mere fact that T-Mobile believes it must make this promise is itself an admission that post-merger, 
there will not be enough competition in the wireless market to constrain price increases. Moreover, this so-called pricing commitment is for a limited time and is riddled with ambiguities and loopholes. It is supremely ironic that the FCC chair who led the charge to abdicate the agency's role protecting consumers, competition, and an open internet because of fears that the agency might one day engage in rate regulation, is proposing that his FCC do just that. How will this FCC enforce these pledges? If Pi is still around when the promises come due, it likely won't do much at all. In the two and a half years since he took over the agency, it has not made one decision contrary to the interests of the big mobile broadband carriers. Even in the face of uncontroverted evidence that T-Mobile, Sprint, and AT&T sold specific geolocation information to data brokers, who then sold it to bounty hunters without their customers' permission, this FCC has done nothing about it. But even if there is a new FCC more willing to enforce the company's promises in the future, doing so will be extremely difficult, if not impossible. As has been the case with the Comcast-NBC Universal merger, big and powerful companies will litigate every condition to the death, and they have far more resources to do so than the government. When it comes time to determine, for example, if the new T-Mobile is covering 97% of Americans in three years, the company will almost certainly create maps that show it has succeeded. But T-Mobile has been accused of lying about the extent of its 4G coverage to prevent smaller carriers from getting subsidies for serving rural areas. And the FCC's broadband maps have been universally condemned for being based on flawed data. So neither the company nor the government can be relied upon to show that the company's promises have been kept. For many of these reasons, Macon Del Rahim, the Assistant Attorney General for Antitrust, has said on several occasions that he disfavors these types of behavioral remedies, which, as the name implies, require companies to be good actors. Even the one proposed condition that could be said to be structural, the divestiture of prepaid carrier Boost Mobile, depends on good behavior by the combined company, because Boost must have access to the company's network to operate. Simply put, promises are not enough. With a majority of the FCC seemingly in favor of approving the merger, the final decision now falls to Del Rahim. Thankfully, he has shown a willingness to reject anti-competitive and anti-consumer deals in media and telecommunications, including the mergers of AT&T and Time Warner, and Sinclair and Tribune. This should be an even easier call both for the DOJ and for the courts. A T-Mobile Sprint combination is a classic 4-3 merger that will raise prices, reduce competition and innovation, and harm rural carriers and low-income Americans. The Justice Department should move to block the merger without delay. Wired Opinion publishes pieces written by outside contributors and represents a wide range of viewpoints. Read more opinions on Wired.com. Submit an op-ed at opinion at Wired.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.